Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we chat about the week's big political stories. I'm Mike Siluma. As our big stories this week, we have the factors that have impacted the 2021 municipal elections so far. Also in this edition of the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, we'll try to gauge the temperature inside the ANC, where two of its most powerful leaders are fighting for their political lives and why they are so desperate to clear their names. This icon is racist. I've never, ever been a spy. Can the PBS bank uh, loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shape. Can you please come in? Let's welcome my guests for today. Zimasa Machiwane, who is the Sunday Times political correspondent. Uh, Meredith Haas, long-time violence monitor, uh, who's been on the podcast before, as well as uh, Smongagon Keshova, who's the Sunday Times uh, politics editor. Smongagon let's start with you. From where you're sitting, what would you say have been the key election issues that have come up? Thank you so much, Pramit, for, for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to, to, to come in and, and discuss issues with you on the show. Um, Pramit, uh, so this election, um, uh, besides the fact that the, the, the campaigning, it's, it's, it's being run as if it's a national election, um, th- there were serious issues around um, the, the, the credibility of the elections when parties had to register their candidates. And there were issues of the election, this election process within the ANC. And, and we, we thought that um, our, everything was going to go smoothly and, and those issues were going to be resolved within. And now we, we've recently uh, seen um, um, the, the, the issue of violence raise its, its ugly head, Pramike. Um, we've seen uh, candidates uh, that are contesting elections um, uh, having been murdered, uh, especially in Guazu Natal. Last week, there was an ANC candidate who, who was murdered. And then recently, it's, it's been an EFF candidate, and which is very unfortunate because um, that's the trend that we were, we were wishing that would come to an end. It was the same trend in the, in the 2016 elections and, and, and the elections before that. And that is what has, has, has really um, now dominated the headlines when, it, when, when these... Um, these times, headlines are supposed to be dominated about what parties are offering and 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 and, and which parties that the voters need to choose from. And now we are dealing with um, with issues of violence. So, talking about the the issues that the parties are offering, what stands out for you? What can be called the election issues? Mike, as I said in my opening statement, that it, this is this is it, it's a it's a difficult one because. Um, very few parties talk about uh, the, 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 the issues that affect people at local government um, uh, because local government is the face of service delivery and, 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 and people during this period expect parties to tell them how they're going to improve local government. But Pramik, as you have seen, you have seen parties promising people um, uh, 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 to to pay them double the the pension that they are receiving, we have parties promising to relocate people from their shacks wherever they are staying to Sentin. Um, yeah, that 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 has been the issue for me is that um, political parties um, are sort of not speaking about the issues that affect the the the, the, the local government. We have the ANC. 
um, their main election message by Mike is that we are sorry. Um, we are sorry that we have uh, disappointed you. We are sorry that we have had corruption within our ranks. Uh, we are promised to do better. Um, it does not, it, it, they don't speak. The, the message about what they what they're going to do to make elections uh, to, to make local government work better for the people then takes a back seat and 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 and, and the main message now becomes this apology and this uh, this promise uh, to do better then we have the da on the other side which promises um everyone that um if if you are living in a municipality not governed by the da you are missing out we where we govern we do things better um, uh, which for me is really not the message that the people are, are looking for. The, the people are, 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 are looking for, 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 for a party that is going to say, in your area, this is what is happening and this is how we are going to fix it. Because you can't replicate what we are doing in Cape Town and say you are going to do it, um, for an example, in, uh, in Manguze, in Guazunata. You can't do that. And, 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 and yeah, th th this has been the frustration for me in this election is that uh, the real issues um, that affect people are taking a backseat. Zamasa, as Mark has just mentioned, Guazulu-Natal. From where you are sitting in, in KZN, what, what, what stands out as, uh, as, as, as the key election issues? Are they, are they similar to, what, to, to elsewhere? I share the same sentiments that Ushoba has just shared. So I, in, in my coverage of, of politicians visiting communities, what I've picked up is that a lot of, a lot of people are not very clear on what the distinction is between national, provincial, and local government. And therefore, politicians are exploiting um, that, that area. And they are taking advantage in a sense that they are not being held accountable about local issues. Instead, they are getting there and, and you know, promising jobs, um, and nobody mentions anything about municipal projects. Uh, nobody speaks about council budgets or this is what we have done in, in this municipality. And if, if you give us a chance, you know, this is what we can do. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of these political rallies are not community-based in a sense that they are staged. When the NC president was here, you had... Um, groups of people that I assumed were ANC supporters. Um, they were all in ANC t-shirts and it was all about com comrade talk and people being happy to see the president uh, more than it was about what are the issues in this, in this community, uh, how can we get together to solve them. To me, it looked like political rallies more than um, election rallies. So, so then, then, then the, the, the question that arises is whether, in your estimation, um, we can get to a position where local issues are prioritized by government, at, at, uh, at, whether at national level or at local level. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, when, when, when you cover the president, um, you, you, you also ask yourself if does. The pre is, is the president clear on, on how local government works? Um, the president has never worked as a councillor. Um, so sometimes you don't even know if the president is capable of answering questions should they arise. But luckily for him, they don't come up because 
he addresses the community and he leaves. He doesn't take questions. He doesn't interact with people. He doesn't hear um, their, their grievances. And it's political party people, not community people. And they are just there to clap and say viva. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mary, do, do you want to come in here? Because the, the last time you, you you were on the show, you, you gave us a beautiful uh, uh, narration of, of the, 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 the background and the origins of, of political violence uh, in, 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 in our country. Now, with regards to the recent uh, murders uh, in, in, in the election, have, have, you, have you heard or seen any progress in terms of uh, prosecutions, arrests, Yes. Um, look, um, can I just preface that with uh, saying I agree with the previous two speakers, Nzamazi and uh, Shoba, I think. Um, you know that, um, and the problem is that people are just not empowered to really make those, articulate their demands, and not just because they're disempowered, because France itself is disempowering. In, some of these communities, if you take, for example, Kate Christ, where the ANC candidate was killed a week ago, that place is people are too scared to open their mouths because the place is controlled by housing mafias, criminal networks, the housing mafias allegedly linked to the current councillor. So they're best, they find it's best just to keep their heads down. But then, of course, the anger boils over, as we know, uh, that with protest action, which we have not seen as much of as usual thus far. And protest is a sign of, of, of powerlessness. People don't listen to you unless you protest. And, I mean, just before I move on to the whole issue of violence, what I'm trying to say is some communities, often the most disempowered of all who need the services are too scared to make a noise because they are also violence-wrecked communities, uh, especially in poorer areas, as with the housing mafias in the hostels, for example, uh, where there are warlords. So it's very, I mean, that just adds to the disempowerment people have about asking for answers. Now, what the what the government is doing, as as uh, Zamazi said quite correctly, it's just kind of preaching the same national gospel about you know how they'll make amends and do things differently. But they're busy dishing. They're, they're doing what they always do, of course, and they're dishing out patronage mm. in advance. They're making promises. Well, we'll do this. We'll do that. A friend of mine who was travelling to and from Mzuzi um, Peter Maritzburg yesterday, she said she passed truck after truck full of Jojo tanks, water tanks, uh, that suddenly, so the impression was these trucks were taking them to dispense patronage to shack areas and say, look how good we are to you. You're going to vote for us, aren't you? So that was just an example of how the same old tactics are being used. Promises of houses, jobs, water, you know, the usual food parcels, but I was so, but the context is one in which the climate of fear in many, not all, but many communities is not conducive to people speaking out and demanding to know more. They want to be quiet in case they are targeted for, as troublemakers. 
because they are not known to be supporters of the local councillor, for example. Yeah, so it yeah. is, we haven't really got to the stage. But I, I was asking in, in terms beyond that, you know, to say, has there been... Has there been progress in dealing with the murders? Not really. Look, we've had fewer killings thus far, but you must understand that in 2016, it was a very contested um, election. I mean, there were a couple of dozen deaths in the few months leading up uh, to the elections because there was the attempt to make sure that the largest metro, which is at Tequini, uh, was a solid Zuma support base. And the same in Msunduzi. They wanted to ensure... So the killings, a lot of the killings within the ANC were linked to this contestation between the two factions. Now, this year, the levels, if you want to judge it on deaths, have been less. But oh, there could be more deaths any time because the crux of the problem is that we've made very little progress in getting to the heart of the people causing the violence. Now, you will hear about this wonderful ministerial team. Well, it's a problem, that team. It's run by the Minister of Police. And the person who reports to him is not even a detective. He's the former KwaZulu policeman who was an operational response man. They take dockets willy-nilly, and I can't go into it now, but I shall put something out. I've tracked their record. They've been at it for three years, and we they, they say they've had a lot of convictions, but I can't get details of them. We know that key cases have not been solved, and they should have been solved. One of them is the Cindy Zamagak case. We know who did it. The progress was made before the task team was established. I think that the task team is an obstacle to identifying the perpetrators of this violence because it reports to a politician which is grossly irregular, and that politician is a colleague of a number of potential suspects in some of these killings. So... That, to me, I mean, this is the crux of the matter, that as long as we don't identify who is hiring the hitmen to do the killings, and then we have the problem of alleged involvement of rogue crime intelligence people in destabilising. Mm. So these are the problems. So, so, so essentially, Mary, you, 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 you're saying that we, we're nowhere near uh, getting to the bottom of the of the problem of political killings. No, we aren't. We aren't because we need the perpetrators identified and brought to justice, and that has not happened. Okay, okay. As Zemasa, the other factor. So, so we've just been talking about the violence, but the other factor is COVID. Has, has it played any 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 major role, or have people just ignored it? As a, as a, you know, as a factor in the campaigning. Um, you know, you know, when you go outside right now, Bramike, um, and you cover a political, um, an election rally, um, you would swear that COVID doesn't exist anymore. So I, I don't, I don't believe that it has played any role, um, especially a negative role in terms of of how 
political parties campaign or do not campaign. Um, and I don't know, in, in terms of, of money that they have been able to raise different political parties uh, and, you know, towards campaigning, perhaps maybe they could have been an impact there because we know um, the amount of, of impact that COVID has had on on perhaps funders and, and, you know, stuff like that. But in terms of, of access to the people, no, it has had no impact. Um, Ramai, can I say something on the violence? Please, please say. There's a story that I always go back to whenever this thing comes up uh, of a couple, both in the ANC, uh, very active at branch level. And the, I think the wife, the wife, was the councillor candidate. Um, She was shot dead at home in front of the husband and the kids. And the husband was the next person on the list. And despite him knowing that this is why my wife died, he agreed to be the candidate (laughs) and, you know, risking death and making his children off it. So... I think I think we are looking at at law enforcement rightfully as we should. However, political parties have also not played a role that they should have played in in combating this this issue. Firstly, I don't see any emphasis on on education in terms of of democratic practices. Um, that you know we 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 use peaceful political competition and you know not not intolerance i have not seen any attempts to depoliticize and and professionalize the the public service so going back to the example that i made about the couple um it was the only way through which the family can have an income and the man had to step up and be the councillor candidate after the wife was killed for being a councillor candidate. And now for the other beat story of the week, two ANC heavyweights fighting to clear their names of criminal scandal. Uh, Shaba, let's start with uh, Oscar Mabian. We, we spoke about him the last time. Um, he seems to be upping the ante in his uh, legal fights with different agencies. What What, what is that about? Uh, so, Bramaik, um, Oscar Mabian, um, it... Um... It's, a, it's an old story, like that uh, the media has been running for a very long time. Uh, the reason why the issue is now back in the in the public domain is because the, the public protester conducted an investigation, and um, and then she she released the report, um, which confirmed what we all knew um, that a businessman um, um, filed an affidavit. He 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 he, he made a son in. Uh, Son affidavit, where he claims that um, uh, monies, monies that were meant to for the mayoral service of Winima uh, Tigizela uh, Mandela, um, actually um, made their way to Oscar Mubiane's uh, pocket. Uh, Four hundred fifty thousand rands was used to 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 renovate uh, one of his homes. 
Um, so that's the story. That's the story that was uh, out there, reported by the media about two, three years ago. But now that now there is a report by the public protector that is out there. And um, and what we know now from Ike is that um, the Hawks um, uh, have, have visited um, the, the, the premier of the Eastern Cape and um, so, sort of um, um, seeking a statement from him. Uh, on the matter. So now we know there's an investigation. And um, as, as, as media reports uh, came out the last week, we know that the National Prosecuting Authority is um, is refusing to prosecute him. Um, uh, but what he is doing right now, Mike, is that he is challenging the public protector's report. Um, he is um, he is, um, is is taking the the report for a review, and um, he is also um, um, what we've also learned is that he made an application uh, in court um, to stop the Hawks uh, from investigating him because he claims that this investigation is part of a bigger political plot, and he suspects that his political opponents. Uh, which includes the former uh, premier of the Free State, Ms. Ace Makashule, are somehow involved in the, in the whole investigation. Uh, but Mike, the reason why this is a huge story is because Ace Maka, uh, Oscar Mabuyane is, is the premier of a province and the chairperson of the ANC in the Eastern Cape. And he is um, a very important figure um, in um, in the camp of uh, uh, the president uh, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, and 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 as we know that we are nearing, uh, we are heading towards uh, the national conference of the ANC, where uh, we are told that the the president could actually uh, seek a second term. Oscar Mobiani becomes very important in the president achieving that second term because what he will do is that Oscar Mobiani is expected to. Um, to 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 lead a, a solid uh, Eastern Cape delegation that will ensure that the president is uh, re-elected. Okay, yeah, but but he's not the only person uh, fighting law and uh, law enforcement agencies. Zolim Kiza is mounting a serious fight back against the SIU. Why, why do you think that the two of them are so desperate to clear their names in particular? They are so desperate because. Uh, Pramai, these are the kind of allegations that could end their political careers. Um, we know Zulim Kize, um, there is a report of the ASIU um, that uh, is uh, related to the to a communications tender in his department that was um, awarded to a company with links to uh, one of his close associates. Um, so that's the report that... Um, um, led to him having to to resign from the cabinet, and now Zulim Kize has uh, has launched um, um, a, a court application. He wants uh, this report to be reviewed, uh, um, and and he wants the court to to set it aside for him to clear his name. Uh, Zulim Kize, Pramaik, uh, 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 you must remember that when he left was Natal um, in 2012 to become the treasurer general of the ANC, it it, it, it was part of. Of, of a bigger plan, uh, it was a, it was a step ladder for him to ascend the, to the highest office, and, um, and 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 the position of of, of health minister um, 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 gave him a, a public platform uh, for him to be able to build that kind that that, that uh, political profile that could assist him in um, in achieving that goal. And 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 and, and before the scandal came about, Pramik, um, at, at 
a lot of people um, um, were singing praises of of, of Zoidim Kize and um, even alluding that he, maybe you could make a, 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 a good president in the future. And, and and that is why it's so important for him to to launch this uh, this fight back and also to 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 try and 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 and, and have this uh, report set aside uh, through the courts so that um, his name is cleared so that um, his name could be celebrated again people can go to ANC branches and say um, he is someone who can possibly be the next deputy president in order for him for <laughs> at the following national conference of the ANC to actually achieve the goal of actually becoming the the president of the ANC. Okay, uh, it looks like that's all we have time for on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly for this week. And I'd like to thank our guests for this week's conversation, Zimasa Matiwani, who's the Sunday Times political correspondent, Meriti Haas, long-time violence monitor who's been on the show before, and uh, Simona Wongeshova, who's, who's, of course, the Sunday Times politics editor. And by the way, you can find the podcast of this conversation on iona.fm, on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you prefer to source your podcast. Until next time, we still say stay safe, sanitize, and avoid crowded places. I'm Mike Siluma signing off. Mm-hmm.